the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. It is recorded in the book of John that Jesus once said, If he is lifted up, he will draw all people unto himself. Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension are all linked to this glorious exaltation, and it is a call made to the entire world. No class, social status, race, or gender is excluded from this declaration. That is why we lift up the name of Jesus on this program every day. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Psalm chapter 77, Psalm chapter 77. And if you have your sermon notes, I want to speak to you on this subject, is God in? Is God in? A few times I've stopped by a doctor's office without an appointment. You say, well, why would you do that? Well, uh, either it was a friend or maybe... Uh, I needed something, or maybe I was just in the area. And whenever you stop by a doctor's office without an appointment, you have to ask three questions. The first question is, is the doctor in? That's the first question. And you have to ask that because he might not be in. If he's not in, you can leave. The second question is, is he available? Why would you ask that? Well, maybe he's in, but he's not available. Maybe he's busy and he can't see you. But then there's this third question, and that is, will the doctor see me? Because he might be in, and he might be available, and there's a chance he just doesn't want to see you. So you have to ask all three of those questions. We ask those questions to pastors when we stop by the church. We ask those questions to the counselors and maybe to lawyers. But what about God? Have you ever asked those questions to God? Is God in? And is he available? And will he see me? I could venture to say that that's a common question, a normal question. When we live through such a tumultuous year like we are experiencing right now, the last nine months are like nothing we have ever experienced before. Why, it started in January when Kobe Bryant, an L.A. icon, died tragically in a helicopter crash with his 13-year-old daughter and seven other people on a Sunday morning. And then we had the COVID-19 pandemic, and then the economy shuddered with businesses being forced to close. I read a statistic this week that 50% of all households in Los Angeles are suffering financially today. And then we had the tragic killing of George Floyd. And then we have a country that's being divided by unscrupulous politicians and media empires. And it seems that people 
are becoming angrier and angrier as we demonize anyone with a differing opinion. Have you noticed that? And then in spite of flattening the curve successfully, churches have been told that you cannot meet indoors and there's no singing allowed. And they said that you cannot quote the Lord's Prayer. And you can't open until we tell you you can open. And then on top of that, it's, we have all these fires. It's like, it's like the entire state is on fire. It's common knowledge that as a result of all these things, that suicide and mental illnesses have skyrocketed. And the question that we ask is not is the doctor in, not is, is the pastor in, not is the counselor in. The big question is, is God in? And if he is in, is God available? And if he's available, will God see me? Will God hear me? Will God be with me? Will God rescue me? Will God comfort me? Is God in? You may relate to the guy who was going through all kinds of uh, difficult times, and someone said to him, brother, you need to cheer up. Things could be worse. And so he cheered up, and sure enough, things got worse. (laughs) And during those times, we ask, well, where is God, and what is God doing? And is God sleeping up there? Is he just sitting up there in heaven watching me suffer? Does God take pleasure in, 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 in seeing my pain? Does God care? Is God in? Well, guess what? Psalm chapter 77 answers that question for us. If you're ever in a discouraged place, you need to read through the book of Psalms. There's so much encouragement in here. Psalm chapter 77 has 20 verses. We're going to look at all 20 of them today. It is a gold mine of good news. The first half, you can write this down in your notes. The first half of Psalm 77, the first nine verses... The psalmist is discouraged. He's lamenting. He is complaining a little bit. But he is wondering where God is. And you see this as you read through this. You can see the emotion that he's experiencing during this time in his life. It begins with verse 1 where he says, I cried out to God for help. And I cried out to God to, to what? To hear me. He's not even sure God's listening to him. And I, I believe that he's literally crying out to God for help. Then we come to verse two. He said, when I was distressed, I sought the Lord and watch this at night. Everybody say at night. At night, the psalmist said, I, I, I stretched out my untiring hands in other words i believe that that all night long he's crying all night long he's begging all night long he's reaching out to god and yet the text says that his soul refused to be comforted it didn't it wasn't getting him anywhere and then verse three he said i remember you O god i groaned I mused, and my spirit grew faint. What does that mean? That means he was about to give up. 
He was at the end of his rope, is what that means. Verse 4, he says, you kept my eyes from closing. What does that mean? It means he couldn't sleep. And then he says, and I was too troubled to speak. He couldn't sleep and he couldn't speak. All he could do was cry out to God and reach out and beg. Verse 5, he said, I thought about the former days, the years of long ago, and I remembered, verse 6, my songs in the night. What's he talking about? He's thinking about the good old days when they used to sit around the campfire and sing Kumbaya. And now he's wondering, where is the God of long ago? And then he starts asking these questions. You see, if you can relate to any of these questions, and you'll see as you go through this list, oh, he was struggling. Look at verse 7, 8, and 9. He said, will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever has his promise failed for all time has god forgotten to be merciful has he in anger withheld his compassion and as you look at that list of questions it all boils down to he's wondering where are you god that's what he's asking is god in and then you come to verse 10 and he says then I thought. I want you to say those three words. Say them one more time. Verse 10, if you look at it, you can write this down. There's a shift that takes place in verse 10. Verse 10 is the epicenter of Psalm chapter 77. It begins with his mind. There's a shift in his thought process. For the first nine verses, he's lamenting, he's hurting, he's discouraged, he's groaning, he's restless, he can't sleep at night, he can't speak, he's questioning, is God in? He's questioning God, have you rejected me? Have you left me? Have you forsaken me? Have you forgotten me? And then he comes to verse 10, he says, then I thought, everything shifts in verse 10. Oh, I want you to know that what you think about, you become. If all you do is sit around all day on social media and watch the news, and you all think about all these bad things, you're not going to feel very good. But if you change your thought process and start thinking about the things in life that are good, you'll start to feel good. Then I thought... And as we go through the rest of this chapter, we're going to see the things that he was thinking about, that he started to think about. Oh, this first nine verses, woe is me. And then he he changes his thought process, and he starts thinking about all these good things. There's five of them. I want you to write them down. Here's the first one. Wherever you find God, number one, he finds God in history. He finds God in history as he looks back over his life. It says there in verse 10, then I thought, to this I will appeal, the years, the years of the right hand of the Most High God. 
Verse 11, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember the miracles. He looks back over his life and he thinks about all the miracles that he ever saw God perform. The next verse, verse 12, he said, I will meditate. So this is thought process on all of your works and consider all of your mighty deeds. Verse 13, he says, your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? That's a good question. Is there any other God as great as our God? And he says in verse 14, you are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the people. He's looking back over the years. He's reminiscing. He's thinking about all the miracles, all the times that God showed up in his life. He's really thinking about the miracles of the 10 plagues where God delivered Israel from the bondage of Egypt. He's remembering the miracle where God parted the Red Sea and they walked across on dry ground. And he's thinking about the miracle of how God fed Israel with quail and manna from above every single day. And he's thinking back about the time where God led Israel by the pillar of fire by night and the cloud, the pillar of cloud by day. And he's thinking back to that time where God provided water out of a rock and how God protected them and how God provided them. And he said, you are a God who performs miracles. I will meditate. I will meditate on your deeds all day long. And here's what he's thinking, that if God took care of Israel back then, then surely God will take care of Israel today. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a lesson of a lifetime. The greatest pandemic today is not a pandemic from a virus. The greatest pandemic today is the pandemic of fear that has gripped this nation. People by the millions in this country are living in fear as though they have forgotten all the times that God has protected us and provided for us and delivered us and carried us and shielded us. Put yourself in God's shoes. Do you think God's ever up there and have a look down at us and just shakes his head back and forth looking at us? Wondering where is your faith? Listen, we live in a fallen world. There's always going to be cancer and financial crashes and crises and fires or floods or earthquakes or mudslides. Relationships will go sour. You will experience a loss of a job from time to time and even worse, the loss of a loved one from time to time. But when those times come, trust in God. Look back over your life and remember all the times that God has worked and moved in your life and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has lost none of his powers. He's lost none of his strength. He's lost none of his abilities. And he did not lead you to this point to forsake you. 
He has never, ever, 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 ever forsaken you in your past, and he will never, ever, ever, ever forsake you in your present. Learn that. Secondly, he says this. Now watch. He says, I saw God in redemption. I'll explain that to you here in a minute. He saw God in redemption. The very next verse, he says, with your mighty arm, talking about all the miracles, he says, with your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants, he lists their names, of Jacob and, and, and Joseph. Who are those two guys? Well, he goes all the way back. Jacob was the one whose name was turned to Israel. He had the 12 sons. Joseph was one of those 12 sons. He's looking back at that period of time, at the beginning of the 450 years of slavery. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 40, he goes all the way back to that time period in the midst of a famine in the midst of a dysfunctional family, in the midst of that time where Joseph was left to die again and again, in the midst of that period where where what man had intended for evil, that God had turned it into good, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, and he thinks back to how God had a plan to redeem Israel and to rescue Israel and to save Israel, and in that same manner, God has always had a plan, and that plan is to redeem all mankind. The point being, God has really just one plan for your life. I don't know if you know that, but God only has one plan for your your life. You know what that plan is? That plan is to get you into heaven. That's his plan. Now, I know that there's a million things going on in this world right now. We've got the pandemic. We've got homelessness. And we have divide. And we have joblessness. And the Kardashians are not renewing their television show. (laughs) But there's only one thing that God is really concerned about in the big picture The only thing that matters is getting people into heaven. Here are the statistics. 7.5 billion people on this planet. 2.5 billion of those 7.5 billion people are already saved. billion. 2.5 billion. God's been working. But there's still 5 billion people who need to be saved, which means God still has a lot of work left to do. I tell you that to tell you this, that the number one problem when we go through trials, when we're going through rough times, is we start wallowing in self-pity. We focus on self the woe is me attitude i'm scared and we neglect or fail to remember that god's business of redeeming mankind is the only business that really matters and instead of sitting around and worrying about your little problems you need to start thinking big picture 
that God has this ultimate course for the world today that at his call there will come a moment where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's working towards that end. And although, although things seem to be totally out of control in this world today, God is sovereign in every detail of your life and is working towards the redemption of mankind. God can cause kingdoms to rise and fall. God can cause kings and presidents to come and go at the snap of his fingers. God can move any mountain. God can put his hand and bless a nation. God can remove his hand and curse a nation. But ultimately, every person of the 2.5 billion people that are already saved, hopefully that's you, God's hand this very moment is upon your life if you are redeemed Christian. And his hand, listen to me, his hand will continue to be upon you in order for you to be an instrument to reach your city and to reach your neighborhood and to reach this city and to to reach this nation. Don't ever forget that God is working around the clock to redeem mankind. Never before have we seen our world in such need of divine healing, both physically and spiritually. Perhaps God has brought your personal needs to the forefront by our program today. If that is true, we have phone counselors standing by and ready to pray with you. Our number is easy to dial. It's 888-818-4777. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, you can visit our website, liftupjesus.com. Our address again is liftupjesus.com. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Deep in the heart of every believer, there's a faint whisper, a call, a prompting. We go about our business and we hear it. We see and interact with lost people every day. And the whisper echoes again for us to share our faith and tell others about Jesus. And yet, we still resist. In his latest book, Compelled, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shares his earnest desire for each and every believer to be equipped with the good news of salvation. He encourages you with inspiring stories of men and women, young and old, who have accepted the irresistible call to share Jesus with everyone they meet. And he provides practical methods to overcome your fears and effectively articulate the message of salvation. Thousands of readers have already taken advantage of this incredible book, and now it's here for you. Compelled. The irresistible call to share your faith can be yours right now for a gift of $15 or more to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as easy as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. 
You can also get compelled the irresistible call to share your faith on our website, liftupjesus.com. Our address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover for yourself the strength that awaits inside you to speak boldly to others of how Jesus Christ has changed your life forever. Don't hesitate. Call us right now and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's latest book, Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith, today. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com, and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says Monthly Devotional. There is a place on the Monthly Devotional page where you can enter your name and email address and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.